Greetings, fellow nerds and nerdwells. I'm AJ, and welcome back to the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of fantasy fucknuggetry. Come join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and dance around the boundaries of common decency. If you are joining us for the first time, we should warn you that the content from here on in is not suitable for little ears. What follows is mostly improvised and entirely inappropriate. Now, as ever, I'm joined by the usual band of dice-rolling deviants. First in our spotlight is the globe-trotting super-croc, hailing from the mystical lands of Finland, is none other than Mr. Matt Durant. Pete Caster Eicher. Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> Fuck off. Pete Caster Eicher. Long, long time? Yes! Yes! You said it! You got yes! some words. Fuck off. Right, let's cancel the podcast right now. Yep. It's been a long oh time. Oh, my God. There you go. I got, got one right. That's a one in a hundred strike rate so far. Let's retire whilst we're doing good. <laughs> Turns out it's just the smut that's really hard to pronounce. The actual basic finish. Yeah. And uh, I think it's because it's obscure, obscure offensive terminology, which is used in one small suburb of a, a Lapland village <laughs> to describe yeah. the, the 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 coating of reindeer scat that forms at the bottom of trees after a cold winter. And I'm like, no, the I've not heard of... They haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I did the other day, someone crossed me at work and I mumbled under my breath, uh, vela, but I couldn't remember what the fuck it means. What does it mean? Bag light? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Cusi Bello? Cusi Bello. I think it was like pisshead or dickhead. Ah, good. Okay, Something yeah. Like so that. I called someone yes, a pisshead yeah. under my breath in Finnish. Okay, good. <laughs> if it did come to HR, I could just say it was some other word, like bag for life or something. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Have I, have I told the story about how there was a... No. The, the word for, for bag is pussy. So you used to be able to buy a big bag of... Um, like a, a, a family-sized bag of crisps was called a mega pussy, <laughs> and then they and then they changed it a couple of years ago. They changed it to mega bag. <laughs> How is this not the first thing that you tell people when you meet them? <laughs> I should do. Well, we might as well just give up now, listeners. It's never going to get better than that. A mega pussy. Go down to the supermarket, pick me up yeah. a mega pussy. I'm feeling hungry. <laughs> and I got a family to feed. <laughs> You should go to Amsterdam for that kind of stuff. Right, next up in our cavalcade is the gentleman who finds his solace in the company of a tub of Vaseline and the refreshment of an ice-cold Tinta Durano. It's none other than the ever-slippery Mr. Chris Rag. How you doing, my fine friend? Tinto! I'm good, thank you. How are you? <laughs> yeah, Tinto. Right. Well, like you said earlier, it's bloody hot. It is bakingly hot here, listeners. It is bakingly hot. It is Tinto weather. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll have some tomorrow night. Crazy. Mm. I've only ever had one Tinto, and that was with you, Mr. Rag, and it was it was delightful. That was I a classy Tinto as well. You, you, need like a, you need a scumbag Tinto. You need like a lemon Fanta <laughs> and like the cheapest red wine you can find. Yeah. I think the guy who made it for us looked like he hadn't washed in about a week. I don't know like how much more of a scumbag <laughs> Tinto you need. Like, he had a tide line on it. <laughs> uh, right, there you go. We're getting off track. And last but undoubtedly not least, listeners, we present a figure 
who requires no formal introduction. You'll undoubtedly recognize him from his best-selling literary masterpiece, The Self-Love Spellbook. Just grab your wand and flick your wrist. It's Mr. Chris Neal. Uh, available in all good bookstores now. Ghostwritten by AJ Action Jackson. Piss off. The AJ stands for anal jam, actually. So Okay, Alistair, Alistair, Alistair Anal Jam Jackson, then. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. That's what my parents christened me. Uh, if you had to have a trademark spell, Chris, what would it be? It would be... Hmm... That's a fun one. I'm fully not staying staying within the lines of your of your of your joke. So, uh, my my spell would be uh, a little bit like the the spell in D and D, unseen servant, just an invisible an invisible person that can do jobs for you. Just very simple tasks. You're just getting wanked off by an invisible servant, aren't you? That invisible servant is quitting at the end of. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I invisible just... servant is handing in his notice. Uh, I, I, I just get them to clean the house. You fucking freak! Ah, <laughs> uh, we all know about we all know about you. You just you sick of t- playing on your hands. You worried that you're gonna get some kind of illness from giving yourself um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every day. That was absolutely hideous. I've just got pictures of Chris masturbating wearing a marigold. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I've got so many hideous mental pictures right now, listeners. Let's quickly, quickly press on before the last of our listeners leaves and shuts the door behind them. Right, if you are still with us, listeners, please consider subscribing on whatever podcasting platform you are on. Go and hit the subscribe button, never miss another episode again. So, without further ado, go grab yourself a drink, pull your chair closer to the fire, and come join Chris, Raggy, Matt, and myself for this week's episode of the Adventurers Anonymous Podcast. Right. Last we left off with our intrepid adventurers, they had crash-landed their sea barge, the Lady Luck, straight into the reef out at sea. Not long after, they discovered they were marooned, but a mere stone's throw from a small island in the wilderness out at sea. Upon further investigation, they found an elderly scientist who had crash-landed years earlier while conducting research on strange vibrations in the reef. Sadly, Anash got hungry and ate the poor fella but not before they obtained a scant overview of his life's work. And so it was, as Tati looked out on the hastily buried corpse of the old man, that he heard a bestial roar coming from the ocean as the nearby underwater volcano erupted. And that is where we will pick up this week's episode. So, where we got to last week, was it, like, just after I'd come, just after I'd come back, well, not last week, um, when I'd been hunting and I came back and found the corpse and propped it back up outside the outside the hut, weekend at Bernie's style. Yep. Okay. That's the fella. Yeah, we, we passed, we slept, didn't we? We went into like, yeah, it's the next day now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the next day, woke up in the morning, you stood in the doorframe as you, you heard a roar, which you distinguished was some bestial creature. As you saw out in the water, the explosion as lava burst into the sky, as the volcano erupts, as you see hot ash, stones and magma blast into the sky. I mean, clearly, 
Uh, Hanash and um, Belsia, you are on the barge, I believe, hiding in the darkness. You would also hear it and feel it as the barge jiggles up and jiggles is a terrible word to use. I'm in a wedding dress, if I remember correctly. <laughs> you are, yeah. I don't know if you want to keep that up. Um, you are squeezed into a known wedding dress. Yeah. Yep. It's my new thing. He's never taken that off. All the effort it took to squeeze into it. Yeah. Every time we're going to go to him, we'll ask if there's a bridal shop to add to my collection. <laughs> Can I? So I think I. I think I maybe tried to look around for some of some of. Was it Ptolemy? Ptolemy. Yep. Yep. That's right. Ptolemy. I think I maybe tried to have a look at some of his like research and stuff. Can I try and like almost cross-check his research with Petunia Petunia's diary to see if she's got like a page of notes about the fire emmental, I wanna say it is. Whilst a volcano erupts. So you, you wanna be leafing through notes as as stones rain out the sky. Oh, I thought you meant it was like, because it was underwater, I thought you meant there was just like a huge gout of like boiling hot water that oh came no. up and then stopped. Okay, so it's actively... No, it's blown boiling hot sooty water up into the air, throwing uh, like balls of magma and rock up into the air, which are now hissing and raining down, some splashing on the surface of the water and some... Tatty, as you look to your right, there's a... As a rock hits the sand, kicking up like a uh, sort of like vortice of of sand and dirt. Um, as, yeah, Belsia and Hanas, you, you feel a rock bounce off the top of the uh, the boat as things start raining down. Ah! Mm. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to have a look. Uh, in Ptolemy's hut to see if I can find the... And this is a terrible reference to make. I'm going to see if I can find the D&D equivalent of a, of a fridge in a radioactive <coughs> town that, that we can, that we can okay. like, me, Maud, and Aristobulus, and um, Barbara can hide in from this <laughs> volcano. <laughs> gotcha. Make me a survival check. I'll say it's with advantage because you've you've got toad flaps with you. You've got Maud. Um, um, you've got Aristobulus. That's a twenty-one. Twenty-one. Pulling the rug up, you find um, like he's. It's not quite a trapdoor, but he's made like a. He's buried stuff in the sand, so he's dug a small kind of like larder into the sand in the floor. Um, so you you removing some planking which is clearly part of an old ship, you hunker down in his underground larder, if you will, where you see meats and you see various like bodies of animals that have been prepared in the dark. It's reasonably cool down there. As you hear a crash as uh, a hot rock smashes through the timbers at the top of the... Um, the top of the hut and you see it just landing on a pile of notes as they sizzle and burn and start catching light as you hunker down who needs books <laughs> nerds <laughs> right what are, you, what are you two doing on the boat the boat's on something isn't it I can't just like drive away 
It's on the reef, isn't it? Uh, it's snagged on a reef. You haven't really explored that much as to whether... Sort of, you tied yourself off. Uh, Tati, I believe, did some sort of rather impressive naval knot to, to, to uh. tie you to the reef. But no attempt has been made to get off the reef. So it's not like... I can't know. leave the boat, so I can't get out to untie it. <laughs> so. Certainly not in, in only a no-mesh wedding dress. <laughs> yeah, you, you could go out even if you weren't a vampire. But, uh, I said something else, yeah. <laughs> In <laughs> this time of day, in this, in this season, in this in climate, <laughs> yeah. I said to Belsa, "Should we, um, should we try and scoot off and then come back when it's not raining?" Iron. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, it's probably that's that's what Tassie would do, right? I feel like it. I'm sure they'll completely understand and not think that we're abandoning him. Yeah, let's let's have a go. Um, I can use Mage Hand if there's any if. As I guess I'm thinking if as if I can see like the knot, yeah, for a porthole, yeah, and send mage hand out to and try and untie it. Sure, maybe a sleight of hand check as you're still trying to manipulate mage hand whilst. I mean, you've only got one hand, so you're trying to undo a knot with one hand, but you know. Yeah, that's hard. Uh, Twelve. Twelve. Uh, much like a teenager trying to undo a bra with one hand, you fumble and piss <laughs> about, and it gets to the point of embarrassment at just at the point you're going to give up and make awkward goodbyes. It pops open as the uh, the 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 rope just goes and just slides off the side of the boat into the waters. I should have asked this before, but is the steering and the power like outside the boat? Is that on a, a top? Yeah, it's on a little pod on the top. So if you cover it up, it's inside. It's got a roof and walls and stuff, but obviously glass front. So once you're in there, you could probably need to run. But <laughs> just just a flaming vampire running down the deck. <laughs> <laughs> a flaming vampire in a, in a wedding dress. Uh, love it. He comes back. He's just burnt. Top half, bottom half. His junk is perfectly preserved by the snow wedding dress. Yeah third degree burns to four face of his body there must be cables that run down like uh, <laughs> the, we, we must be able to control yeah luckily there's a dumb waiter right up I don't to know the... how boats work I'm going to turn to mist and go through like the woodwork to get to the room oh Jesus Christ He's turning into a Michael Bay film. As Hanash turns into mist, we just see him just seeping through the gaps in the planking, just moving between the pipes. As a rat just winces as a sort of gaseous form moves past the rat as it snickers and runs off down a pipe. As your gaseous form reappears through the planking at the bottom of the uh, steerage, if you will, uh, compartment. So there are windows so you're going to need to barricade this pretty quickly. Oh, no. Um, as I look around, I investigate the room if there's anything to barricade it with. Uh, in mist form, right, yeah. Make me an investigation check. Uh, ten. Can I help? Can I Can I mist up and <laughs> give advantage? Oh, so like, I love this. <laughs> okay, yeah, you you both mist up. Yep. Should I do it with advantage? Should I roll? Um, oh, you can roll. You do it with advantage. Are you sure? Ah, oh, no. Ten. Oh. <laughs> Ten. Um, you stumble around. It's very difficult. Like, your mist 
So you can't really operate anything much. So you see at the back, there's a low cupboard that you try and mist through the keyhole of. But uh, there's there's like a locked cupboard, or it's not locked. There's a there's a there's a cupboard at the back of the steerage compartment. But uh, it's hard to operate a handle whilst you're you're missed. Is it is that bit in shade or is that bit in stone? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's relatively in shade. Yeah, it's low down. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna unmist. <laughs> Uh, yep. but like in a plank position next to <laughs> planking so you just feel the very the very top 2% of your hair, head is just crisping up as you duck down you can just feel like the top of your scalp crisping as you you open the cupboard as you see it's it's like a um it's like a sort of DIY cupboard full of tools as you just move uh, saws and screwdrivers and a, a dowel out of the way. You look down, you see a pot of paint and a brush. Ooh, okay. Um, is, there, is there a toolbox in there if I'm ripping all these toolboxes out? Yeah. That? Yeah, I, I use that as a hat temporarily. Emptying <laughs> 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 all the tools out. You just put this greasy... You put this greasy toolbox on top of your head. Just a naked orc wearing nothing but a gnome wedding dress, wearing a toolbox on his head. You always think of vampires as these really regal, beautiful uh, <laughs> characters, don't you? I feel like I'm really bringing that. Majestic. Just really like the height of sartorial elegance, and then you've got this guy yeah. in a fucking scuffed-up gnome wedding dress <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a toolbox that's just balanced on a spike on his head. Yeah. Somewhere there's an elf <laughs> spitting his tea out laughing. Yeah. As you just said, I always imagine orcs to be sartorial. Uh, yeah, so you've got, you've got yourself uh, a mystery tin of paint. I opened the tin of paint. It's uh, yellow. So is, was there a paintbrush or something when I brought out the tools? Yeah, yeah. yeah there was a pretty yeah, thick, I... there's a pretty thick, there's a brush about the width of your hand. All right, so I'm going to start painting like the the areas where the sun's getting in whether it's glass or whatever oh really frantically okay Uh, you're gonna have to do this at speed before you injure yourself so i'm gonna say i'm gonna make acrobatic i think it's gonna be fast you're gonna have to paint faster than you were hoping so make me an acrobatic so are you helping out at all belsia or are you just leaving your friend you're just i'm I'm, I'm supervising (laughs) project manager yeah uh, I get I get twenty three. Ooh, twenty three. So you didn't Fuck need my help. Me, you 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 are a whirlwind of brush and paint. You're literally slapdash to the max. As you're splat, like the only downside is there's so much splashback. It's obscene. Like you finish up and you're just caked. You are absolutely caked um in yellow paint you just got stripes of yellow all over you like the wedding dress is ruined the inside windows are dripping almost like custard uh as you've you've blotted out the last of the sunlight uh you've you've merely taken two points of radiant damage which isn't too bad all things considered sick yeah uh, as the the paint's drying Hold up, AJ. This is your one chance to use the words spackle and pebble dashed in their proper context. Oh, we're better than that. <laughs> Dear God. You are pebble dashed like a decorator's radio. You literally look like... Uh, yeah. Any of my references to porn will be hideously out of date for you. So, yes. You 
You look delightful, just dripping in yellow paint, slightly burnt. The insides of the windows, it looks like uh, the exorcist meets a Bacaki party. It's just all kind of like dripping yellow on the insides, but you're you're relatively safe. The downside is the fumes are something else. You're hot, it's like hotboxing in a telephone box. You've got all the paint fumes in this superheated little glass box. Um, <laughs> so the fumes are... need to breathe. Okay, that's true. Point taken. Your lungs don't work anyway. We're just enjoying the enjoying the smell with none of the. Uh... Popcorn you get one. you get the high you get the high but you don't have to breathe any of it in. <laughs> I uh, am devastated that I've ruined my wedding dress, so this will need to be rectified somehow. You try and you've only got a bit on the wedding dress, but you do that stupid thing where you try and scrub it off, and then trying to scrub it off, you make it worse by just smearing it around. <laughs> right, what are, what are you doing before we before we head back to Mister Neil and uh, hiding in a larder? What are you doing uh, with the boat? I put it in reverse. I uh, pull a Yui and then <laughs> I bolt it full speed away from the fire. Do you have the boat starts to hand? I can dig them out. I think they're on the chat somewhere. I've got them. Hold on. Thanks, buddy. Ah. Just carry that around with you everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't keep it in here for when we do the podcast. I carry it everywhere. <laughs> it's just in your pocket. <laughs> Make me a dexterity saving throw with the boat, which is minus two. Hold on. By the way, Chris has printed it off. He's going to get extra XP later. I need to find out my vampire stuff because I think they have better dexterity saving But you're also doing it with the boat stats, not your stats. Oh, uh, so the boat stats. Okay, so. Minus two to whatever you're wrong. Minus two. Okay. The natural one. Oh no, we live on the island now. <laughs> natural one. Well done. I hope you like running water. As you floor it in reverse, you you um, hear the boat reversing as you hear this as it reverses, as there's a thump as the boat leaves the reef. You've taken uh, 24 points of damage. Uh, The boat has taken 24 points of extra damage on top of, I think, the 18 it taken previously. Yeah, I've been keeping keeping track. Nice. Are we still afloat? Yeah, I mean, the boat, I think the boat had 300 hit points from memory. Ah, cool. We're now at 258. 258. You're starting to compromise the hull, uh, but you can't see it because you're in a small yellow painted cabin <laughs> currently. But you can hear it as the boat, you, you feel the boat now left the, 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 the reef. Um, anything you steer, anything you do steering from here on in is definitely going to be a disadvantage because you can see jack shit. Okay. Tatty, hunkered down in your little larder, if you will, you hear the the boat as in your mind you know what that means fucking vampires <laughs> can I like I don't know if I don't know if we left like the the front door of the um of the hut open can I just like pop my head up to see if I can see what's going on outside 
See if they're trying to make a break for it. As you pop your head up, you still see things are raining down. You can hear the... Things are a little bit dark and gloomy because the pyroclastic ash is slowly coming down out of the sky. Um, Things are on fire. Mm. The front door has got a nice glow to it now. Ah. The fire is spreading around this mostly wood cabin. Hmm. Okay. Things are starting to get a little bit choky. Interesting. The air is starting to get hot and close. Is there a way to seal off the larder or is it literally just like, it's not even, you're saying it's not even like a hatch, is it? It's just like, okay, we need to get out of here. Just dug into the sand. Uh, I'm going to pop my head back down and uh, shout to Maud and and Aristobulus. All right, time to go. Let's, uh, time for a beach day. (laughs) I'll make sure Barbara's coming as well. Toadflaps is like, do we have a plan of action? Well, I'm thinking, and I'm saying this while I'm hurrying to get out of the larder, I'm thinking that the safest place right now for us is probably either on the beach where there's where there's no there's nothing flammable, uh, nothing actively flammable like the wood of this hut, or we could just get in the water and start swimming for the volcano, because the water might literally be one that's of erupting. The, that I mean, the water like might literally be the safest place for us. I don't mean like immediately head for the volcano. I mean like be in the water. Hmm. Okay. I concur. I like your risk analysis. Let's go. As she pulls part of her hem of her garment up over her face to shield against the smoke, pushing out of, not flashing you, you deviant. I saw that look on your face. As you burst out of the larder, pushing a slightly burnt plank to one side, you look, a lot of the notes are now smouldering. As a note flutters up on the breeze, you just hold a flaming piece of paper. As it burns, it just says, tremors on it as it just turns to flame and ash and cinders in your hand Mm. as you push your way out onto the beach the sand is palpably hot under your feet you can feel it burning the soles of your uh, shoes as more almost like meteorite style rocks are just down onto the sand okay uh, give me one second. I'll just make sure that uh, Maud and Aristobulus and Barbara get out as well. Um, if we're all on the beach, yep. I'm going to look for something like, I don't know, maybe like an outcropping rock or something like that where we can like get off the sand but be on the beach to try and take cover from... Right. Maybe an investigation check with advantage because you're all, you know... Uh, that's pretty good. That's even better. That's a 25. 25. You, you, you see a small gathering of palm trees on like a sort of mound of earth slash hillock. Uh, there's almost like a coppice of palm trees mm. uh, to one side, which have got some sort of canopy above them, which is collecting some of the, the ash as it rains down, almost like a leafy umbrella. Fantastic. Uh, I'll point Maud and Aristobulus uh, and Barbara over there and um, yeah, me and Toadflaps will start making a run for it over there to see if we can get under some cover. You hear a howl behind you as Barbara has made it onto the sand and her paws on the sand. She's clearly uncomfortable with the heat of the sand. You can feel it through the soles of your shoes. As you hear a... Oh, sweet baby. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can get her attention and um, and make sure that she's going as fast as she can to get off the sand. 
I'll, I'll basically, Maud, basically, Maud I'll get comes back and I'll get her ahead. Of, her yeah, I'll get her like ahead of me, um, so that she's running, like we do when we're hunting. You see uh, Maud fisting um, Keith up one <laughs> sleeve as she comes back and just scoops uh, Barbara underneath her belly and just picks her up as you all shuffle across the sand. You can slowly feel the soles of your shoes melting with the heat as you just make it underneath the, the canopy of trees, as you hear or you feel part of the low rumble as rocks are still raining out the sky, you, you, you feel the vibrations of the tremors underneath you, feel the ground underneath you still shaking as ash and, and stones are falling out the sky, the, the air is choked, as you hear a low rumble, what you think is a rumble at first, and then you discern as a chuckle, as you hear a... <laughs> Ooh, interesting. Uh, concerning. <laughs> I, yeah, I think as Tati makes sure that that our, our part is undercover, um, while I'm focusing on that, I don't really, like, I don't think about it too much, and then as soon as everyone gets undercover and we're, like, our feet aren't burning anymore, I'm, like, trying to put two and two together as to, like, what what it could be if it's like if it's like the volcano is actually a big creature down there or if it's like a creature that lives inside it or something something with enough sentience to like talk and laugh is immediately concerning yeah uh, I, I don't know <laughs> okay okay so you've got all of that going on you are in crisis point trying to protect your friends and also the revelation that something finds us amusing. Right, back to the barge. You start smelling smoke as clearly some part of the barge is now on fire with the hot rocks raining oh. out of the sky. Oh. From inside your little paint booth, the two of you, pebble dashed in yellow, semi-naked together in a tiny little space. Where's the fire? Where's the, sorry don't know you're just in your little fume box i don't know you by the way you two can a hundred percent hear the low rumble you felt the tremors as the barge waved up and down on the sea as you hear the <laughs> can i i open up my bag and i take out vampire kato and po kato oh uh, yeah about bloody time i'm thirsty how you doing uh I'm afraid this is I've I've not been the best vampire sire and uh or the best surrogate father or the best uh crow owner. But I thought I'd 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 check in and see how you were doing. Kato's like, Oh daddy, I, I'm thirsty. Look, I still haven't forgiven you entirely for what you've done to me. As he just reveals two fangs sticking out the side of his beak. He's like, I've been sucking on the potato, but quite frankly, there's only so much goodness you can get out of a um, slightly mentally turned potato. So, uh, yes. Is there any chance I could have a suck on someone or something? One of your friends, perhaps? I'm, I'm afraid right now everyone is not here. I promise we'll get you some blood. Yeah. I just wanted to check in that, that we, haven't, we haven't forgotten about you. Like you forgot my birthday. It was your birthday? You, you remember we went to that big thing and had all those drinks and a meal 
there was a buffet, there was a band to remember. Did we burn it down? It sounds like us. Yeah. You look over and you see Pacato hasn't got the message that everything's wet as he's just got some, like, yellow paint on one of his hands and he's just, like, splattered it. His face has just got little yellow handprints on it as he's looking confusedly. As he puts... He goes to put a yellow hand on the crow as Kato turns around and is like, I will fucking cut you. As Pacato lifts his painty hand back off. Can I... Since none of us can go out, apart from Pacato, I pick up Pacato and I say... Listen to me carefully, boy. You you better Yep. <laughs> boy <laughs> Not in a not in a patronizing. I mean he is a, he he is a young he's he's a young potato. He's a new potato. He's a new potato. <laughs> um, uh, some something's on fire and we're all counting on you. Under any other circumstances I'd never put my life in your hands, but You've got to find this fire and put it out, or we all die. What a pep talk. Under any other circumstances, I would never trust you with my life. (laughs) He looks so confused at various points. He's really distracted to keep on having to turn his little, like, carbohydrate chin back towards you as you give him the pep talk. As you finally think, looking at him, that he's got the point, he just reaches out and gives you a single yellow handprint on the side of your face in some kind of affection as he just scuttles away. You see him going through a hole in the floorboards where clearly some rat or mouse has chewed through at some point, and you just hear the little, like, scuttling between the floorboards, the little potatoy hissing as he scuttles off. Godspeed, little potato. Just for the sake of narrative, you wait about five minutes. He comes back, dragging the tail of a dead rat, He's beaten a rat to death as he drags the rat back through the hole and dumps it at your feet, almost like a cat that brings back gifts oh. for its master. He looks up at you for a, for like approval as he dumps the dead rat at your feet. That's that's just what the doctor ordered. Can we, can we pass it round? <laughs> we'll all have a little bite. <laughs> the rat has yellow handprints all over its ass. Like you're not entirely sure what happened to it, but it doesn't look like it went well for the rat in its final moments. He's pointing animatedly at the floor, like repeatedly. He hasn't really got words, as he's a feral baked potato. As he's like, he, 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 just pointing to the floor. Sad lassie. There's a there's a <laughs> fire in the in the floor. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll mist back down through the floorboards. You missed back down through the floorboards. The first thing you notice is that Kato has broken into the rations cupboard and eaten almost everything. The second thing you notice is that a flaming rock has come through the hull and is just sitting down in the keel with like a small fire burning in some of the crates. It's just as one one thing for it. Can I can I use ice knife? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shall I, shall I roll to see if I can hit a, a fire? The redemption of Ice Knife. <laughs> 18. Woo! 18. I mean, yeah, you're hitting a, you're hitting a, a lit up stationary target as. Uh, <laughs> doesn't it blow up afterwards? Uh, yeah. So the fire takes. Um, <laughs> I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll because I never. 
Ice life never hits, so I never get to roll for it. Um, not that it makes any difference. D10. So the fire, the fire takes five piercing damage. Doesn't it then blow up after the piercing damage? And then it blows up. Does the boat have to make a dexterity saving throw? <laughs> well, anything, anything within five feet. So I guess technically the boat and depending how close I am. <laughs> well, the hull. There's a hole in the ceiling. So yeah, that's within... Yeah. Well, can, can the boat make a dexterity saving throw? <laughs> sure. Why not? Just for shits and giggles. The boat has minus two on dexterity. Chris, do you want to roll it? The boat just expands. Roll a, roll a d20, Mr. Neil. Gotcha. And uh, minus two off it. This is the silliest shit we've ever done. Uh, that's a big five for the boat. So the boat fails. The boat takes <laughs> six cold damage. Luckily, that's beneath the 15 boundary. Ah, uh, okay, so it doesn't take The boat's it. okay. Okay, that's good. The okay. boat, somehow in your plan, you've managed to cool down the rock, which you see like fizzing as it's gone from super hot to super cold. You see the rock crack open with a sudden change in heat. Looking around, as the dust settles, you have not done any damage to the boat, magically. But once again, you hear the... <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, Hannah. <laughs> We're going to come back to Mr. Neil. Underneath the coppice of the trees, it's pretty bad out there. As you hear a voice saying, "Where's my toy?" Is this the same voice that came from the came from the active volcano, or is this an island cannibal that we've that we've encountered? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the same voice, the same low rumble. Come on, where's my toy? Come and play. Hmm. Where's my toy? Come and where's my toy? Uh, I'm gonna. Sh- I'm gonna. Hmm. I'm gonna shout. He's right outside the hut. The guy that looks like Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> As we know, the uh, Ptolemy was drained by Hanash yeah. and had his ass bitten by Belgia. <laughs> You see out of the sand, a single pallid hand comes up out of the sand as it's burnt and just slightly crackling in the sunlight. As you see the wizened face of Ptolemy sit bolt upright, pallid and grey, as it hacks up a mouthful of sand. (coughs) Well, this is most... But... (coughs) As you see, it now has two fangs. This is not what I had expected. Oh, God, I have cotton mouth. As you see him just hacking up more and more sand. As he stands up, looking around slightly worriedly, he's very burnt as he's starting to go a little bit crispy in the sunlight. I'm going to just look over at him, like, confused. Because as far as I know, I I didn't know that he'd been turned into a vampire. Um... (laughs) So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like slowly wave at him and then gesture to, to like get undercover essentially. He stands there just waving at you. He's confused. This is a new state of affairs for him. He's waving at you. As he's waving at you, he is setting on fire as a vampire. So his fingertips 
as he waves at you, kind of lit up like a menorah. Like he's just got five little flames on top of his fingertips. They rise the following night. This isn't right. I want, I want my spawn. Leave my spawn intact. As you hear a... <laughs> what have you done to my toy? As you hear a... As the boiling waters slowly start swirling as two ears sit proud of the water as it comes out, as you see two ears, the top of a head, just with some seaweed hanging off it in the filthy water, as you see a giant golden head, massive golden head with scales and teeth, look out of the water, look at the slightly sun-baked scientist, as you see the voice of what you now discern looks like the head of a dragon, Tatty. It looks like a golden dragon. Oh, it's dragon! Okay. The rumbling voice that comes out as, as seawater drips out the front of the face of the dragon. What have you done to my toy? It doesn't work properly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just put my hands up and just, <laughs> and just be like, okay, in fairness, I thought he was just dead. I didn't know this was happening. This fire thing, this fire <laughs> thing wasn't, 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 wasn't all us. As you see the, the rest of the dragon coming out of the water, just brackish black water dripping off its scales. As it climbs out of the water, spreading its wings out, spraying water up, glistening. It's all, its scales all glistening in the sunshine as bits of seaweed and crap just fall off it. It's big. As it looks down, it takes one of its hands and just scoops up Ptolemy in his hand. Ptolemy's still looking slightly scared, still waving away with his melting hand. <laughs> you broke my toy. It smells weird. Yeah. Sorry about that. In fairness... He has been on this island a long time, and as far as I can see, there's no running water here. <laughs> to a dragon. To a dragon. To a dragon. I'm doing bits with a dragon. The dragon looks at you slightly bemused. <laughs> he looks down at Ptolemy, who's slightly ruined now and charred, the side of his face just starting to bubble in the sunlight as Ptolemy just reaches over and bites off the head of... The dragon bites off the head of Ptolemy, chews on it for a while, and goes, It tastes funny. Just picks up the body and just throws it at you as Ptolemy's corpse just bounces end over end, coming to a crumpled, melting, bubbling mess at your feet. Maybe you could be my new toy. Cool, 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 <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, do I get a sense from uh, A, how big, and B, just like the sound of the voice of this dragon? Like how old it is? Oh, God, that's a good question. Uh, make me an in... Also from the from the stuff, me... the stuff that Ptolemy had said about like how long he'd been here and how long he'd been hearing the voice, essentially. Maybe a nature check. 
Come on, big money. Seven. What do I get? What do I get? What do I, what do I get on a seven? Because I know I get something. It doesn't look like an ancient dragon. Okay. It doesn't look ancient. Its scales look like it's in too good nick to be an ancient dragon. It's it's big enough. It is by the classifications of D and D. It is large. Mm. You can sense that much. Probably either a juvenile or adult dragon. This is in character. Is Tati an expert? On no, on no. But ages? I'm just I'm just like <laughs> I'm going based on the size of the dragon and like how old it sounds. Just because. Everyone knows that old dragons are the and ancient dragons are like the the toughest, right? Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sizing. I'm not sizing it up for a fight by any means. I'm just like it just hooked. It just hooked a corpse at me that then that now is just like a burning puddle on the ground. So I'm um, I'm just sizing up how scared shitless we need to be. Ty's got like the ultimate like small man syndrome. Like, I can fucking take this dragon. I can fucking the sky. Come out of fucking water. I think you're better than me. I think what you're referring to is Scrappy Doo syndrome. <laughs> oh yeah. Very I think we much. need to re- reimagine the the party as the cast of Scooby Doo. Oh my god, yes. See where that takes us. It's really weird that, that Tatty, Tatty would be Scrappy-Doo and Barbara would be Scooby-Doo, obviously. <laughs> Tatty, what's your passive perception? 18. 18. I'll say on 18, as the dragon came out of the water and just slowly as the water dripped off the scales as it folded out its wings, stretching ridiculously wide where wingspan as, uh, you know, flotsam and jetsam and seaweed just spill off it. On a passive perception of 18, Tatty, you notice that some of the scales on part of its chest are slightly discoloured. Hmm. And it's a gold dragon, did you say? Yeah. Hmm. Some of the some of the scales, he's got like a greyish patch on his chest. Uh... Fuck it, I've got no ideas. I'm just going to shout, uh, probably still like, probably like fully disassociated at this point with just the bubbling corpse of Ptolemy at my feet. Uh, I'll just be like, my guy, what's, uh, what's with the, um, and I'm just going to like gesture to my, to my belly, like roughly where the, where the gray patch is on his, on his chest and just be like, what's with the, uh, what's with the wound? You, uh, you need some help with that? Make me a persuasion check. Ooh. Talking to a majestic beast. Talking to it about its skin. Okay. Okay. Here we go. I have a plus six to this. Got a great dermatologist. I'll fix you up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll take you to see this great doctor. This pot of grease. This great doctor at Maritopia. Aristobulus. Fix my friends right up. (laughs) Okay. Okay. This dice has not been rolling well for me so far, so I'm gonna I'm gonna trust that it will do something good now. One dice. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. God, that's on the very low end of what he's like. Give me a toy and we'll talk as he's scratching his chest. Dry skin. Alright, okay. So, uh, Smells I'm, bad. I'm not I'm not I'm not dead yet. Okay. The dragon's slowly walking towards you. I'm gonna take out. Looking at my 
just looking at my inventory to see if I can find anything that might possibly do better. Uh, I'm going to... Out of the corner of your eye, you can see Aristobulus has primed a tin of sweet corn in one hand. He's looking at you as sweat's dripping down the side of his head. Just going to, like, try and get him to put that put that down immediately. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to reach into my pack because I'm I'm certain that I still have these. I can't think of any reason why I would throw them away. I think I still have the glowing green stones. You know the ones that like Hunash ate one of way back when? Yes. I think I still have those because I remember trying to get them identified. Right. And we, we know that they're magical. Um, I just... They're a dark magic that nobody will touch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apply it into a dragon, what could go wrong? You give it to Aristobulus. Don't throw the sweet girl. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take out one of the glowing green stones. Yeah. And if it's glowing enough that like if it's a small stone that he can see it when I put it down, I'm gonna I'm gonna just take it out gingerly and 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 just Walk forward a bit and like just drop it on drop it on the sand, and and be like, I I got you a fidget spinner. <laughs> Make me a persuasion check. Come on, dice. Come on. God damn it! It's a ten. A ten. You see the dragon ever getting closer. <laughs> As the head low to the ground snakes along massive head as you see the tongue sliding out between the teeth almost like a snake as he's smelling the stone funny looking toy as you see the dragon picks up the green stone now the thing you notice about the green stone when you had it in your hand all the hairs on your arm stood to attention it's clearly deeply dark and magical as he scoops it up in his hand it's so tiny it's almost like like glitter in his like a piece of glitter in his giant paw as he looks at it I was going to say I would imagine to me it basically just looks like the sun is constantly reflecting off one scale on his on his hand yeah <laughs> the dragon is within like he's about 20 feet away from you now but his head when he bows down is closer obviously because he's a large creature as um he looks at it for a while he sniffs it as he goes this is a tasty little nugget a little moosh-boosh. As you see him opening his mouth, he just throws the tiny little fleck of green into his mouth, swallows it, roars up to the heavens. As his wings fan out, the blast of wind pushing down all the leaves on the trees as you're, like, thrown backwards as he takes off into the sky. Now, Tatty, with your passive perception as the dragon takes off into the sky... I'll tell you what you do notice. The grey scales on his chest are not just eczema, they're stone. And if you look as he takes off on one of the stones, he has the emmental in his chest, currently as one of the scales. Okay. As you see the dragon take off into the air, now soaring high above, you hear one last roar as the dragon takes off and flies off. Now, you guys on the boat feel it as the dragon flies over the top of the boat, heading back in the direction you came from. You hear the roar of the laughing dragon as it flies off in the direction of Maritopia. Ooh! And that's where we're going to take a drink. <laughs> that's where we're going to take a quick drinks break. 
<laughs> That's my line. Well said. That's my line, motherfucker. Wow. I kind of guessed that either the the, the Emmental was going to be like in his chest, or it was going to be like part of the part of the scales or something. Uh, but I obviously didn't want to didn't want to meta game. Shit, shit. Okay, yeah. As the oh uh, my god, vampire uh, dragon spawn. As a <laughs> what are you gonna do? Just like bite, just like just panache on the back, just biting the neck of the dragon. <laughs> Maybe I can turn it from the inside. You're gonna climb up a dragon's ass. Well, we've done wow. weird things. Truly, right back here in five. See you soon. Okay, dogs. Right, time is running on. Uh, let's pick up where we left off with the storyline, uh, whereby the players met their very first dragon in 97 episodes. They met their very first dragon, a golden dragon. We've had dungeons, we've had ands, but we've never had a dragon. <laughs> we had a dragon turtle. You did. Not quite the same. Doesn't count. Uh, yeah, so obviously you've parlayed with the dragon to some point. Tatty, mark off the green gem that you gave to the dragon as you perceived that the dragon had the Emmental as part of some dry eczema on its chest. Fantastic. Some stony scales on it as it takes off into the sky and flies back to Maritopia. I be a religion check and see if because like I don't know if like I'm connected to the greenstone at all since I am kind of part of greenstone. <laughs> you can make me a religion check, yeah. Dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Dirty. Dirty twenty. I don't know how you'd know the green thing was in it because it was like a fair way away where where Tatty was doing well, it. I didn't know like more like. Like I, I felt a shift because I'm connected, but I, yeah, like because yeah, obviously I didn't know. But. No, so you you feel the wind batter over the top of the boat as the dragon swoops, although hard for you to see because you painted the inside of your little compartment yellow. You certainly feel the boat buck and weave on the on the on the water as something blasts over the top of it. You feel something disturbing, Hanash, as you feel a nasty feeling in your chest as something <laughs> bubbles and roils inside you as you hold on to the side of the wet panelling it's just trapped wind as you let out a noxious fart <laughs> <laughs> oh 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 I truly braced myself for that then there we go Kato scuttles back into Belsiar's pocket as he's like even with no working lungs, I do not tolerate this. <laughs> Amateurs. Is the volcano still raining down? Yeah, it's not something that just turns off quickly. There's still ash floating down in the sky. You're heading into the realms of Pompeii now. Like, ash is, like, falling out the sky. The volcano has, has climaxed and is now having a cigarette, is what is what I'm hearing. Yes, it's now raiding the fridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Cool. You smear the ash off your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't say anything about the Emmental. I just kind of like turned to modern Aristobulus and I'm just like, okay, I got good news and I got bad news. The good news is the dragon is leaving. Uh, the bad news is we have to follow it. 
because that 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 dirty looking rash on its on its chest uh, actually has the emmental in it. So um, let's hoof it back to the boat. Let's go. And also, and hopefully, hopefully, Hunash and Belsia will be awake by now. As you see, Toad Flaps is standing behind you, and all this time you realize when the dragon was nearby, Toad Flaps was standing directly behind you, ready and poised to come to your defense. As she looks at you, she she says, Never let it be said that spending time with you is anything less than interesting. I've only known you a short while. I've nearly been exsanguinated, burnt to a crisp, led an ancestral revolution, become wanted by the law. Yeah, walk and talk. Walk and talk, Toad Flaps. Walk and talk. To the bow. All right, this isn't the West Wing. (laughs) (laughs) That was fucking good. That was fucking good. As Toad Flaps walks with you, like, you're both of the same height, one being a goblin, one being a gnome. So she puts an arm around you and pats you on the back. But all things considered, very smooth move with whatever that thing was. Uh, yeah. That trinket saved our life. I think I blacked out, like, halfway through it, so I'm just glad, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see that see that we're all alive and I didn't, didn't cock it up. So, um... Yeah, uh, first dragon. Woo! <laughs> Still feel like I've fully disassociated from the moment that we're in, but nevertheless, we 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 push on. It looked like the dragon was heading heading back in the direction of Maritopia, so maybe we head for there and see. Um, Let's see if we can see if we can convince the dragon to give us the Emmental. Uh, if not, maybe we have to. Uh, maybe we. Maybe we. Uh, yeah. What can I say? I'm being optimistic. Uh, if not, maybe we just. Maybe the. Maybe we rally the people of Maritopia to kill a dragon. I don't know. I don't know. I'm spitballing. I'm spitballing. I don't have a whiteboard, but we're in the ideas phase. So that's the group of you on the beach. The thing you see on the beach, you look over, you hear a. <laughs> As the last of the shack, which is on fire, has just collapsed. Ptolemy's shack is now like a smouldering wreck. As you look down at the smouldering wreck of Ptolemy, whose head is missing, as he's now, he looks like a piece of bacon you left behind the radiator for too long. He's just uh, foul. <laughs> is there, a, just a side note, is there, a, is there a right length of time to leave bacon behind the radiator? Oh, <laughs> radiator bacon. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of an electric blanket, and I've always liked the idea that I could leave bacon on the end of the electric blanket of a uh, winter night and wake up uh, in the morning to like beautifully sizzling bacon. Um, but and on the other hand, put your put your George Foreman grill in the bed to to keep you warm. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, waffle iron your foot. Oh dear God. <laughs> could just imagine that yeah 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 just nope mashing your waffles in a George Foreman as yeah you've got this party of people going on obviously you can see the boat the boat's just outside of the uh, reef as it's just sort of going pop 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 there's sort of smoke there's a bit of smoke coming off the front of the boat oh yeah because I did I did hear the I did hear them try and move off in the boat, didn't I? I, I suppose we rush back to the boat, uh, and mm-hmm. I'm less thinking about whether they're going to be awake and more thinking about where they're going to be hiding. 
and what they've done to the boat. <laughs> so as you rush, you're rushing down the beach, picking up everything and anything you can and moving. As you, you spin around, you just see Maud is standing in one of the footprints of the dragon. The dragon's left one of its footprints on the beach as Maud is standing. She's got her entire body inside one of the footprints and she's looking down in awe and wonder at the size of the beast. I just turn around and say, one foot in front of the other. It's the only way that we're going to get through this. will be time to think about the uh, the sheer scale of this uh, once, 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 everything's, once everything's done. We'll be able to sit down and, and... She looks at you. She's like, do you really think we can do this? Do you? That's my best Croydon accent. <laughs> Croydon. <laughs> I'll fucking cut you. As... She's like, do you really think we can do this? I Look, I'm going to be honest. I try not to waste time with optimism. But if I stopped and thought about whether whether we could achieve something every time we tried to do something, I wouldn't get anything done. I go to turn back around and then I, and then I turn around again and I'm like, also, I'm like half the size of you. So if you think it's scary, like... <laughs> She laughs at that. She belly laughs. So she's like, <laughs> it's a big world out there for a little no. She tickles you on top of your head as you run back along the dirty. I mean, the beach is now black with certain ash as you make your way back. We'll just say for the sake of narrative, somehow you swim out across the reef and make it. Pulling yourself up onto the deck, Tati, the first thing you notice is that the steerage compartment has been painted bright yellow from the inside. Oh, Looks like they were they were trying to trying to do some kind of art project. <laughs> I'll have to remember to get them a gift. They just find two smoldering corpses. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the liquefied remains of a scientist. I don't know if I don't know if this will work for you. <laughs> I'm not sure about the color. I wouldn't have gone with yellow. Uh, I would have gone with uh, black with flames on the inside. Uh, but I suppose that could be seen as a safety hazard. So you stand outside the door. You're outside the door to the to the sort of um, helm, if you will. I'll head into the helm and see if see if they're there. If not, I'll go down into the crew quarters. I, I jump out of the way. I don't know where where are you two retrobates? I'm down below. So both of you are down below. So Tatty, as you step inside, the first thing you I'm up. you're you're in the you're in the steerage. Oh, you're up. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're in the steerage. Oh, you're down yeah. below. You're in the steerage. <sighs> I suspect steerage is probably the wrong word. I'm not really down with my nauticals. It may be the place where you steer something. It may be something else. Just any, the helm. Any sailors will probably be laughing at me. At Just the helm. The helm. The helm will do. As you walk into the helm, you open it. The first thing you get is the waft of drying paint. Like, this has been hastily painted in a, in a closed-off area as the fumes hit you. The, the next thing you notice is the guilty-looking orc who's pebble-dashed in yellow paint quasi-nude. The only thing currently concealing his orchid is a tiny speckled gnome wedding dress covered in yellow paint as Hanash looks guiltily at you. Boy, I am I pretty? Did I... <laughs> <laughs> two questions straight off the bat. Uh, did you and Belsiar get married? And two, does... does does Belsiar come yellow spackle? 
Oh wow! If the answer is yes, then this this paint job is is less pleasant for me. Fucking hell! Tati's brain has has taken in all available information and come up with that as the only explanation. It's the only it's the only through line. I can't see Belsia, so he's he's not in formal wear. And they were coming out of every gland. Every gland. Okay. Uh, yeah, he had like five, six glands on the outside, and it just adds <laughs> Thirty years of pent-up sexuality exploded out of a crocodile, like a food fight in a custard factory. Oh. Okay, so you open the door, and just a guilty-looking Hanash was quasi-naked. Uh, the other thing, you've just stepped in a rat. As you look down, Tatty, uh, there's just a dead rat lying flaccidly on the floor of the home. Was did the rat? Watch. Sorry if I just killed your cameraman. (laughs) 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 So, where's... Wait, where's Belsia? Is he down below? I mean, I'm asking Hunash that. I I don't know. He he went missed. I assume down there. Or, I don't know. Maybe he's just... Maybe he's in in the pipe. (laughs) Who knows? He's in the walls, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can, I, can I just say from a storyline point of view here, what we're not addressing is the fact that Tatty's opened the door and has engaged you in five minutes of conversation as your chest is just slowly on fire. <laughs> I, I did try to say that you came and I jumped out of the way when the door opened. Yeah, I, I, nah, I, nah, sorry. I assume you were. I think, I think with all the ash coming down, you, we'll, we'll just style it out for the rule of cool. But I would love the idea of Tatty's engaging in small talk as you slowly immolate. Just... It. Stop screaming, I'm doing bits. <laughs> uh, right. So, yeah, you, you gather together however you want. Like, reconvene. However you wish. The engine's running. I'll knock on the the deck in and shout, Belsiar, ask him to come up to the helm. I'll crawl to the door and close it. Like <laughs> 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 Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you! <laughs> that's a strong reference (laughs) I hate that film such crap (laughs) Uh, god that's hilarious if Belsiar comes up to the helm or if we go down to the crew quarters it doesn't really matter but we get we get together and Tati will fill these guys in fill these guys I'll fill you I'll fill you up real good He's already waddling around like a cream cake. Like, what? There's no capacity. <laughs> Just sloshing around. There is no room at the inn. <laughs> there is no room at the inn. Yeah, right. How, how are we styling this out as you all gather together? I mean, obviously, Tati, you got information that they don't have. They've got information, vice versa. So, Not sure if you guys saw. Uh, there is a dragon. Uh, it's a pretty big one. Um, and the other thing is that the Emmental is stuck in its chest. It has some kind of weird flaky skin scale thing. Uh, and the Emmental is stuck in it. So what we are going to do, because the dragon, uh, after I fully disassociated and managed to convince it not to kill us, it got up and flew away back in the direction of Maritopia. What we are going to do is we're going to take this fucking rust bucket of ours 
uh, and we are going to sail back to Maritopia um, and probably see if we can convince them to kill a dragon with us. Because uh, why not? Why not? Let's, let's let's. Why not? We got a boat. We might as well use it. Choo choo! One of the murder. Choo choo! <laughs> one of the murder. <laughs> Technically, we were only people of interest. Or you were people of interest. <laughs> so I just got that. What? <laughs> yeah, so I'm just going to... If the engine's running, I don't have any reason to believe that there's anything wrong with the boat. Mm. I'm going to... No, it's not true, because as you came on the approach, you could you can oh, see, we can see there's, smoke, right? yeah. there's a hole in the top hull. So there's... Um, a hole large enough for you to crawl through. It's not massive, but a rock is... You can see the rock is still down in the keel, um, in the hold. Um, like a... It's about the size of Hanash's head has been blown clean through. You could climb through it. Um, Hanash could probably put his head through it. No, it just open to the elements. It's putting a giant spotlight down into the hold, illuminating a small ring. Ah, uh, okay. Um... If I can see that there's something wrong with the boat, that probably that probably takes priority. Probably need to, at the very least, get that out of here and see if we can if we can do something about if there's any damage to the boat. Can I, by going on the top deck and looking through this hole? Yep. I'll climb. I'll climb down through it if I have to. But I want to see if there's a point where I can ask Belsiar to go below decks and use his little mage hand to uh, pick up this rock and uh, fuck it off out of here um, before it burns everything. Yes. It's cold. Oh, okay. Fair enough. (laughs) I have something I like to do, but I'll let these guys do it, but I want to do it while they're downstairs and not not near me. But I'll I'll let this all play out first and then I'll, I'll do my thing. Okay. I presume your ultimate plan is to fix the boat and stabilize it. Yeah. As it's before you before you enter into a combat with the dragon. Yeah. I've got uh Tinker's tools and I am proficient with I am proficient with Tinker's tools. So yep. I would love to if the if the rock itself isn't dangerous, <laughs> I'll I'll just pick it up and move it out of there. I would love to see if I can diagnose the problem with the boat. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Um, several things: a small, a small rock to most people, to you, is like a Mister Universe competition, as it's like watching one of those guys ah. with a giant boulder. <laughs> okay, but yeah, between all of you, just to keep the narrative moving, you can turf it off the side for fuel efficiency. I, I watch Tassie struggle with it for for a few seconds. And then I just walk over and I just pick the rock up. I I probably come up with it. (laughs) (laughs) Just falls over sideways. I think for like a Tinker's Tools uh, check, it's probably intelligence plus proficiency. Uh, Proficiency. Yeah. Trying to figure out if I can make an argument for advantage uh, if I get someone to help me. There's enough of you together. There's enough of people around, yeah. I, I have no problem with that. I mean, toad flaps alone would help you. That's a natural one. So I rolled a natural two 
and a natural three. Wow. <laughs> so the natural three is higher. So I got a I got a nine. I got a nine. A nine. As you and Toadflap stand on the front of the ship, looking down at the damage that Hanash has done it on the reef, you see a hole, like big, like like scorts like you're not going to be taking on water but you've certainly compromised the hull on the reef can we it probably depends on the state of a on the state of ptolemy's hut or b on the state of the what was in the larder before we left because i think you said that there was some kind of like old ship down there could we yeah, yeah, could yeah. we potentially shore up the hull with wood from that ship. There was. The only problem was some of it was on fire. Yeah. But yeah, in theory, there was wood, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's no... If you, if you want to spend that time, if you want to account for the amount of time it would take to get the wood, do the investigation and fit it, I'm more than happy to give you that time. But of course, there is a dragon flying in the opposite direction. So that it's your choice to make. There's nothing stopping you, but every... Every hour you spend is an hour the dragon gets further away. So, just to mechanically break the fourth wall. Just to just to also break the fourth wall mechanically. Um, we've not lost that much health as a ship, but my worry is that the is that the damage to the ship has compromised like its steering and maneuverability. If all we're doing is shoring up damage. I would probably maybe want to spend an hour at most doing that. Unless unless you guys have a, a any objection to that. Um if it was if it was if it's going to like f- if there's a problem with like the steering then we probably have a bigger problem and we'll probably want to spend a bit of time fixing it. But I'm willing to I'm willing to crowdsource this opinion. Yeah, I'm I'm just crack on. It's not, it's not taking on water, I think. Um, no, you don't appear to be taking on water. No. Except when we get to a, a, a boat mechanic. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, you're opting to fix it later. Yeah. Because you're, you're still seaworthy. Okay. So what did you want to do, Hanash? This all plays out in real time, so whilst you were assessing it, Hanash is doing whatever magical things he's doing. It's the sugar glider around. The sugar gliders with, with Maud, yeah. Keith. Being, being fisted last we saw yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, he was being fisted up a sleeve last time we saw him. Yeah, now he's got a cigarette. <laughs> what, what, what's his name again? Keith. Keith. Keith, I say, old boy. Join me in here, won't you? <laughs> Keith looks dangerously, like sheepishly, cynically at you as Maud gives you a long panoramic shit eye, nods to Keith, who just slowly walks. He's in armour. As Keith just... You get the little clink, 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 clink as he walks towards you. <laughs> I just need your advice, old boy. As soon as he gets within five feet of me, I, I, I bite him. Uh, <laughs> no! You are going to get me killed! But for, for the love of God, you are going to get me killed. Night time is coming and I'm hungry. <laughs> I swear to... F- fucking... God. I've got the rumblies that, are, that only a familiar can satisfy. <laughs> uh, right, make me an opposed... Oh, dear fucking God, you were trying to get me killed. Shan's going to murder both of you. 
It's not my fault. Uh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Okay, you you make a straight up strength check, please. And the sugar glider is going to make a dexterity saving throw to see seven. Whether quite low. Please, <laughs> seven meets it, beats it. There's a awkward struggle. <laughs> I'm playing this out as the two of you. You you try and get the tiny sugar glider into your mouth as your mouth opens with two sharp teeth. As he deploys his wings like a cat, like just trying to prevent a cat going into a bath. As you feel a sharp clip around the back of your head as Maud, standing behind you, snatches the sugar glider away and says, You better get your own snacks. As she cuffs you round the round the back of the ear, hard, and just snatches the shell-shocked Keith away. As you look over and you see Barbara curled up asleep. Look, look, we're best friends. If you if you if you try this, if you try this, <laughs> if you try this, uh, Barbara looks like a beautiful sack of blood. Just pulsating and snoring. Didn't you have? Didn't you have any rat earlier? We had some nice rat. Yeah, I don't have any of the rat. Yeah, he's on the floor. He's on the floor of this of the helm. Just been. Yeah, it's got a gnome footprint on it. But you know, if you're a real addict, you won't. You know, anything you get your fix. So I don't want to eat Barbara, but I'm wondering if I should roll like uh, something to against Constitution to try and not eat Barbara. What are there? What, what do we think? I, I want. I, I don't want to eat Barbara, but I'm also got cravings and need to eat something. So, as as <laughs> as Barbara's as Barbara's uh, gnome companion, <laughs> I don't want Barbara to get killed and or turned into a vampire wolf. Uh, as cool as that sounds, now I've said it, um, <laughs> but I fully respect the decision to roll it. Just just last time I I did this, I ended up eating some ass. So. <laughs> <laughs> What did we roll last time? Was it wisdom? Was it constitution? What What did we roll? Does anyone remember? Um, I think it was wisdom. I think wisdom off the top of my head. Wisdom. All right, make me a wisdom saving throw then. As you just look at Barbara, she's just snoring away. Just all warm and gentle. Okay, so I've now got plus seven because I'm a vampire. So that's, that's good news. Great news. Oh no. Uh, I rolled a two. two. I rolled a two. I got a nine. Nine with the plus seven. Nine. The urges are strong. Somewhere between being blocked on Keith and the powerful urges that are coursing through your veins, almost like fire in your veins. There's a dryness in your mouth. There's nothing that you cannot concentrate on anything else except the warmth of blood. Do I do I have to do I have to bite them? I I move towards Barbara trying to stop myself. It's almost like I'm like miming through a breeze. <laughs> Perhaps Tatty will offer himself up as a sacrifice. Tatty, can you make me a perception? Well, I, I, well, I was, I was. It felt like, I mean, it feels like to me, if if I'm, at the very least, the first thing would be like for Barbara to make a perception check 
to see if that's what I mean. To see if she knows. That's what's what I happening. mean. Can, can Barbara? She she should know what's happening. She's not stupid. She. Oh, sorry, I'm just trying to find the stat block. She has. I love the way he's got the boat on speed dial. His own wolf. He hasn't got a fucking clue. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> He knows the boat intimately. His best friend, he hasn't got us. It's because we were using the wrong stat block for Barbara originally. I thought she had a thing that had, like, advantage on... She was supercharged for a while, Advantage she? on perception checks. Oh, actually, I do get to add my proficiency bonus to any ability check that she makes. So, perception will be a plus five. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Just the fangs getting closer and closer and closer. So I get I I get it I get a I get a plus five. I'm really hoping that this has to be against Hanash's stealth because I rolled a natural two <laughs> with a plus five. So you got seven. Yeah. Hanash, roll stealth. God, this is one of those moments. So, oh, I roll at disadvantage though. So you do actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> uh, it's still not low enough. Go twelve. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So are we? So wait, are we saying are we saying strength versus dexterity saving throw again for Hanash? No, the wolf's asleep. It didn't wake up. Oh, she's asleep. Oh, that's okay. Barbara didn't even notice. She didn't wake up. She didn't. Years of smelling Hanash has lulled her into oh, a false God. sense of security. As oh, Hanash has done his best to fight his own urges. And then Barbara has totally... Oh, that makes me sad. Oh, it didn't hit me until right then. Uh, so the the question is, does Hanash just take a little just take a little snack, or does he, or is he gonna is he gonna like fully kill? Roll me Barbara? a sleight of hand, please. Oh dear God, this is the worst. Okay, how what's how many hit points does Barbara have? Just out of interest. <laughs> She has She has 20 hit points Okay, well, even if I bite her Hopefully she won't die Because I'll have to roll damage for it Yeah I don't know uh, So I got 16 sleight of hand uh, Which is good So that I, I can take like a little drink that oh, That's mean, good right? Yeah. Okay, you're just having a little drink It's fine Her head didn't explode Like, there's nothing left but a tail <laughs> Oh Oh <laughs> The worst source of blood. It's so close to the asshole. (laughs) (laughs) You just look over and Ash is just chewing on a really rubbery taint. Um, You're fully in control, so how much do you want to drink? Uh, Like, I don't know, a pint, I guess. A Capri Sun. (laughs) Enough to time here with, like, till, like, (laughs) tomorrow. Barbara takes five points of damage, but hasn't been drained, so she's not going to become a wolf, uh, a vampire anytime soon. But you, Tatty, you turn around to hear Barbara go, as she comes running towards you with blood dripping down the side of her neck as Hanash has got blood and just a bit of fur stuck between his teeth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry! <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, Barbara. Okay. Uh, there's, there's something. I gotta do something about this. This is this is nonsense. Are we rolling initiative. This this is nonsense. Uh, I I can't <laughs> I can't I can't abide this. 
Uh, it would be better for you if you just attacked me. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is brilliant. It's gonna, it's it, like pay per view. It's truly gonna depend on how, like, how, like, happy Hunash looks with himself at this point. If he looks like he's gotten away with something, <laughs> Tatty's gonna fully pop oh, off. I look sad from the waist up, but really happy waist down. Oh. Don't say happy from the waist down. <laughs> it's just a big bulge in the middle of the wedding dress. It's full of blood. All of the wolf blood has rushed to his penis. Yeah, he did say he took it from the tail. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to check on Barbara. She looks sad and forlorn and she's like whimpering in a corner. Hiding in the shadows. If I've been up on deck, kind of steering the ship, uh, I'll I'll let her go up there uh, while I talk to Hanash. <laughs> okay. So Barbara curls up in the stinky yellow. When you say you've been steering the ship, you're what? Sitting in a yellow box, <laughs> just staring at yellow paint in front of you, just sailing around in circles. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. When we say that they did a paint job on the helm, are we saying that they painted it so that no one can see in or out of the yes. helm? Yes. God. Yes, that's how no sunlight gets in or out. God. You've just been sitting there staring at yellow for an hour, <laughs> just sailing around in circles. When will the sun go down? <laughs> what was in front of the wheel then? Was it just like glass before? Yeah. You know how windows work. I mean, I'm going to smash that. Because that's insane. Okay, that's insane, and I need to be able to see, you know, so that we don't get, right, so that fine. we don't get. So you smash, you smash the window out. Yeah. So now you've still got yellow left, right, and behind you, but you can see out the front with jagged yellow teeth of glass sticking out. I'm, around. I'm yeah. still not sure if it would pass its MOT because there's no rear view mirrors. You take part of the rock that you got out of the hull and you hurl it through, smashing it as you. You take a broom handle and just poke through the rest of the glass as you hear the from down in the pod. That's when Barbara comes like running back up with two puncher wounds in her neck. I'll, o- I'll open up the hatch and I'll let her out on deck. I'll probably get mm, Maud to steer the ship. I've I've kind of set us on like a straight course for Maritopia anyway, so I don't I don't want to leave her with too much to do. Presumably, he didn't. I didn't see who bear, and there's two vampires on this ship. No, <laughs> that's very true. Although one with blood down his face. <laughs> yeah, only one of them has like a claw mark down the side of his face, and like white fluff between his teeth. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's a valid point. No, 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 no. We, we haven't established guilt yet, Tatty. We haven't established guilt yet. I was shouting, I'm sorry, because because I'm so I've got so much empathy for Barbara. <laughs> Right, how are, how are we resolving this situation? How are we resolving Wolfgate? I'm gonna... Where is it? Where is it? I've got something for this. I've got something. I do have something for this. If I can, if I can see on Barbara that she's obviously been bitten... Yes. I'm gonna take the flask of holy water out of my... Uh, oh, out, no! Out, out of my bag. <laughs> I'm gonna coat the... Uh, hidden blade that I've got in my in my uh, wrist. At this point, Tatty hasn't hasn't thought about 
what he's going to say or do. This is like insurance policy. This is Batman always asking Kryptonite on him. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case the best he is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've coated it in some holy water. Fuck it, I'll put some on my daggers as well. Just for the hell of it, I've got a whole flask of holy water, um, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go down below deck, and I'm gonna look for. Do, are we saying that? Are we saying that? I heard you shout. I'm sorry. Or are we? Well, that seems reasonable. I did shout. It. I'll look for Hanash then. You find him. It's not hard to find him. He's he's looking like a man who's just had his teeth. As he said, sad from the waist up, happy from the waist down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't get over this. <laughs> Tati is gonna he's gonna walk over he's gonna like walk over to Hanash quickly. He has no there's no bearing at this point that Hanash is like twice his size. I'm gonna walk over and and be like Look, I get I get it. I get it. You have you you've you've had a long day. I want to say it right now, Barbara. Actually, Barbara and anyone else in this in this team is fucking off limits. <laughs> off limits. If you'd come to me and said, "Tatty, I I need some blood," I would I'd shoot down a bird or some shit like that. I'd shoot down a bird, and you could eat that, and you could do anything. You went after my best friend, and and. I'm letting you know now, as a boundary, that that is way over the line, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna, like height wise, I don't, I don't come up super high <laughs> on Hanash, so there's no way that this, there's no, you come up to his knee, yeah. All, all I, all I can, all I can see is that he looks happy. I can't even see the sad. Just wagging your finger off in the air, you can barely see over his erection. <laughs> The ginormous <laughs> erection sticking out the front of the wedding dress is blocking his face. <laughs> so you step to one side. I'm gonna with the with the hidden blade that's coated in holy water. I'm gonna just hold it up on the inside of his like the inside of his leg, like where the where the artery is that runs down. Um, and I'm 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 just gonna say if if that happens again, like. I will. I'll use this. I'll use this knife. And I would imagine that if it's got holy water in it, it stings like a, a fair bit. Tingles. Yeah. You're really reaching. You're like. <laughs> yeah. It's probably just the point of the of the blade rather than like one side of it. But like I'm like holding it there and being like, look, if I I can I can talk to Barbara, maybe she'll forgive you. What I'm saying right now is, if that happens again, I'll fucking kill you. I'll, I'll I'll fucking kill you and I'll throw you in the ocean and like no one will no one will remember your name. Oh, come on! What how, what's your comeback? So I just think to himself and like he, he's going to get a bit cocky with his vampire. So I don't think he's both other beings. So he's going to turn into mist and get as far like <laughs> the other side of the boat as possible and reform and. Uh, he goes. I did, I, I'm so sorry, man. I just had to have the blood, man. I don't know what I was doing. I, just, I couldn't control myself. I, I I don't know if I will be able to. But if you put a knife to me again, I will fucking kill you. 
Yes! Oh! Oh! Oh, you! <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to turn to the back and you not shoot me out of the sky. I'll be all missed. I'll be like, ooh. <laughs> I'll sneak into your dreams. I'll grab your nostril and explode out of your brain, bro. <laughs> But I will try my best to eat other things. But if nothing's around, uh, I'm going to have to get... I tried this stupid sugar glider, but Maud... It's, re- it's all Maud's fault, really. You tried to eat Keith, and you're, and that's your yeah. and that's your excuse for trying to... For chowing down on, on Barbara. I tried to eat Keith that no one likes. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. It's only taken 97 episodes for shit to get this real. We've got player turning on player here, listeners. I'm gonna. I, I'm just gonna say, look, this is only. This is only a problem if if it happens again. And what I what I said still stands. If you if you if you find that you know you you really need that blood, then it's uh, you can you can tell me wherever we are. I know how to hunt shit. I'll find you an animal. I did it the other day when we were the other day. I did it when we were on the island. Uh, we hunted. Animals aren't good enough, man. They don't hit. They don't hit the spot. Well, why did? Why did you? Why did you? Why did you chow down on Barbara? You know she's a wolf, right? Oh, sorry. All animals. Like if you find me a bear, then we're cool. But, I think it was. Correct yeah. me if I'm. What was? What was it that that me and Barbara got? It was a giant crab. Oh, that was it. I thought it was like a boar or something. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. We're going to have to pause this week's episode here, listeners. I know this is a tense point. But we're going to run out of time, um, so we're going to leave it on this volatile point with player on player. My God, I had an ending in mind, listeners, and this was not it. This is far, far better than I could ever have hoped for. My God, I can't work out whether we dodged a bullet or whether we've just walked straight into something quite amazing here. But yes, can't wait to see how this plays out. Right, that was that was. That was more tense. Couldn't work out whether Chris Neal was... That was above the table talk or below the table talk. <laughs> I was like, is he threatening Raggy or is he threatening oh, Hans? No. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, I had to, I had to like, I had to like dig deep to get into that, into that, into that place. Yeah, you did. <laughs> just, just watch when you go to work tomorrow, Raggy, be careful you don't step in dog shit outside you. Yeah. He's going to be, he's going to be out there leaving your little like... Yeah. Poo traps. <laughs> I hope you trust me to look after Luna on Saturday. <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> I'll cook it for you. I will poison you before that. As if I'd do anything to Luna. I can't even joke about that. Good luck biting an actual dog, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Chris has got slashes down his face next week. What's what's the end game of that? Yeah, I'm just gonna bite your dog. Rabies. <laughs> <laughs> man's gotta do what a man's gotta do. Right, before we let you go, listeners, we just want to say a massive thank you. Thank you for tuning in for another dollar per fun pack fantasy fuck nugget tree. We really, really appreciate you sticking with us. It's been a bloody exciting episode. We've gone to some pretty weird fucking places. And our first dragon. 97 episodes in, it took for us to A, find a dragon, and B, for us to turn on each other. Uh, so, pretty excited. Right, since you made it this far, I want to consider hitting that subscribe button and never miss another episode again. We, that would mean the world to us. 
But yeah, if you're feeling free to, you want to give us a five-star review or whatever podcasting platform you are on. All of your reviews and recommendations go a long, 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 long way towards, you know, helping spread the word and inspiring us to make more of this crazy nonsense. If you fancy chatting to us about anything you've heard, your best bet is to find us on X where you can find us at Adventurers ANO number one. Uh, come and chat to us about any of this this vampiric wolf biting. Come and come and chat to us. Come and tell us whether your team are your team Hanash or are your team Tati. Who's in the right here? Who's in the right? Like, come and come and find us. Leave us a comment. Are, are, are you are you with Hanash on this one? Or are you with Tati? Get in the comments. Get in the comments. That just leaves us time to say. A massive goodbye from the sexy croc himself, Mr. Matt Durant. Goodbye. A massive goodbye from a guy who gets a bit snacky in a pet shop and just can't help himself, Mr. Chris Rack. It's a happy goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs> yum, yum. <laughs> and... A man who's just found his own boundaries. <laughs> Mr. Chris Neal's just found his line in the sand. Hashtag, what about Bob? Hashtag, hands off my Bob. There we go, listeners. Right, I'm off to go and have myself a stiff drink. That that tension was... I was thinking we were just going to ease into something nice there. That's, uh, that's tense. I think we should all have a hug and make up. Like, before... It was the knife pointed at the crotch... Like that, that really mm. did it for me. It was just a little like you found a chink in the wedding dress, and you you pierced his <laughs> armor, and just like just held held your little knife to his gonads. That that really shook me up. Right, listeners, hope you have an amazing week. We'll be back next week, and we hope you're here too. But in the meantime, remember, stay, stay slippery. Be a tipsy fella. Get nasty. I still can't believe Hanash did that. I was going to live rent-free in my head for a week now. I didn't want to do that. Tatty hates it. I respect the shit out of it. That's why I was like, that's that's why I said it before you even rolled. I was like, I respect the shit out of letting letting the dice decide. Yeah. Love it. It's it's great. I don't know how I'm going to square it, but... Do you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say, you can't stay here, but you should probably go home, because if you don't, Hanash will bite you.